What up, what up, what up? Alright, so uh, what day I just had tested levels of this microphone. See what's what, what's popping, what's happening, what's cracking lacking. Alright, let me try to stop being lame. It is very difficult to do. Now this episode, I think we can do that one a solo dolo. And it's to basically answer a question that I get asked a lot. Why did you stop DJing? It's DJ Nemi, the Uptown Rass, mixing it wicked. And um, I guess I'm supposed to get deep right here and say, I didn't or never stop DJing. DJing stopped me. And then we're going to say, ha, 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 you're so fucking lame. Give us the real story. So here goes. Audio check one two one two one two yeah yeah how was song good wait so we're ready all right so why did I stop DJing I'm gonna take some notes here so I'm gonna really segue too much from the point where I try and make now I think the first thing that comes to mind when I think about why why did I stop DJing is the business aspect but before that I never really stop you know became more selective in the sense of doing private parties weddings and corporate events um, pertaining to the business aspect now it's it's less stressful and somewhat more lucrative and the people you get to deal with when you do those things have sort of a business not sort of they have a business culture they're about the business you know now can you imagine as a dj beat up your good good body <laughs> put on your good good clothes name up some good good food call up your good good taxi or throw some some petrol or some gas in your good good vehicle only forgot the party shell the party at the end of the party, promoter go said to you, say, boy, nothing to make tonight, and boy. And that's not even your concern as a DJ. You already take care of your, of, your, of your responsibility by playing, by shelling the party. And if you ever fall into that trap, that means your business is not right as a DJ and your business is not right as a promoter. Because it should be a case where you collect half before, or you collect the second half before you start play. So you collect half your payment before them deposit, make them deposit of half payment, and you collect the other half when you get to the event before you start play. Cause sometimes police come lock off the dance and you know that mash up the money, but that's still not your concern as a DJ. So when I said um the reason I stopped DJing was due to the business aspect things like that things like that you know as a dj you're supposed to know your worth you're supposed to know your worth and promoter i think promoters need to respect the djs as well as the sound man them because you can't have a party without music if the sound not there how music i go play and how music i go play if not dj not there it reach a point where yo, me done pay my dues. Me not really depend this in a night due bleach shell your party, and then you come give me some shit after. It was just uh, 
a compiling of those things. But I have a love for music and a passion for DJing. It couldn't be the business aspect alone that really, really throw me off this whole this whole thing. You know, and then I said to myself, there has to be something more. And then when we really look into it, there was more. I think the business was a major part. But the second thing was fear. Yeah, I said fear. And you might be saying to yourself, how fear get into you starting to be selective of, of how and where you DJ? When I started out, I did it for fun. It was all about fun. I was, I was DJing for fun. I did it for fun. And I really enjoyed it. And then money came into play. Money came into play. I said, shit, actually I get paid for do something where I actually like. Because I never really thought about DJing as, as a job or a career or anything like that. And it has nothing to do with how society looked upon DJing. Because I, I never even thought about that. You understand? Nobody even think about that. And then I start get paid. You know, I had a, uh, I got a residency at, at this um this like a hangout spot and whatnot. People would come through, see me and them and say, yo, one book you for one party, bam, bam, bam. And that's how it um really began. Start and um, build up my reputation, start shell party, people start hear about me, people start come through, say, yo, love the vibe and thing and you know. For me personally, I was an individual at that time. Individual in the sense of me not think nobody else did a juggle the way how me I juggle. Everybody they just stuck in our sector. You know. And where I'm from, whether or not anybody really want admit it. I feel like. I not even feel like. You know what I mean? I can talk my shit a bit. You know, stroke my ego a bit. <laughs> me inspired uh, the hip-hop intensive um, mixed genre EDM type of juggling there you know and um, it was fun for years and then having to deal with promoters and all the bullshit and the disrespect um, I just said fuck it but when I said fuck it I had already paid my dues so don't get it twisted you have to pay your dues before you can be selective you understand what I said nobody just coming at the game and feel like say oh Yo, I not play that, I not play. You have to pay your dues. You have to bleach a night. You have to play some free gigs. Whole heap of free gigs at that. Put in the work. You know, because my reputation of quality, uh, punctuality, and just um, having a high standard overall is what really, to this day, after a decade or so, that, that really gets me bookings. To this day. Because in truth and in fact, some people, even some of my friends, new friends or even older friends, may come in like an urban legend to them, like a myth. Because some of them never yet see me, see me juggle. But um, to touch back on fear, so it started becoming where when it became more of a business and I started getting paid, me did feel somewhat, you know, pressured. I feel somewhat, I felt somewhat pressured. In the sense of, all right, them people, they give me their money, you know. So, you know, so I can't flop. You know what I mean? And um, I grew up in a household where I never really knew what failure was. Unfortunately. Because I think all of us need to 
need to know what failure feels like. Because failure is just a lesson, but all of us need to know what failure feels like in order for to know how to deal with it. Because you can't deal with something that you've never faced. I was always held to a high standard, you know. Big up my mother and my father, but by my mother mostly, she was like the, the iron fist. <laughs> the iron fist. So, you know, I was never able to experience failure because she always expected excellence from me. Nothing but the best. You know, I, that put so much pressure upon me. Yeah, that did put so much pressure upon me, you know, growing up and in every aspect of my life. Like, I was afraid of failing. I never wanted to fail. At this point in my life, I embrace failure because there's a saying that goes, you learn more in failure than you do in victory. You know, so it became a case where, you know, them start paying me. So it felt more of a job now than fun. And, you know, you know, one got them particle flop. So that fear... You know, no matter how many years you had to something from, you know, even the biggest of boxers, um, MMA fighters, they still get scared before them go out. No matter them, them record of winning 30 fights or so on, they still get scared. And I had this quote that says, fear helps you to prepare. And you have to have that fear there for keep you on your toes, for keep you sharp. You know, not too much fear, cause too much fear would cripple you, and it reached a state where too much fear got into play. I consider myself a multi-genre, um, genre bender DJ. Uh, you know, just to stick up in and a point, DJing is a skill. It is a skill like any other. You know, it irked me so much that, you know, you have some man where where call himself DJ. And I charge some people some money. And they can't even mix two songs together. Them can't even blend two songs together. I could have called them, but when I do that, you know, when I try to get messy in the, in the what time now? And 12, 14 a.m. When I try to get messy in the morning, yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons promoters are able to disrespect us somewhat. Because we don't carry ourselves in a certain manner. We don't carry ourselves as a skilled individual. You understand? In my hometown now, um, you see this money pull-up culture? It need to stop. It need to stop. Niggas just need to vibe, play music, and you cannot pull up one song 10, 15 times just for money pull-up. You understand? You sacrifice the quality, um, the quality of your performance as a DJ by doing that. You know, man in a party, big up me done, big up. Yeah, nothing wrong if you want to heal somebody, but you're not gonna heal them 15 goddamn time. Can I get an amen? Are you as the DJ hold the power? You as the DJ holds the power. You understand? Are you hold the power? But don't abuse it and use the power wisely. What them say, with great power comes great responsibility. It's like there's no standard. So, like I was saying, so you in a party, everybody a play the same sitting over and over again. Over and over again, the same top 10 song them. Everybody I try outdo everybody with the top 10 song them. And then the patrons, them ears become tuned to that type of playing. And every time them go out, 
not every one of them, but every time them go out, that are what them are listening for. And then when you as a man like myself come in with a play, good music, with a great skill set, and I bring a different type of vibe, it's like you're a flop. So if you're chipping this again, you know, one flop, so what you do? You succumb to the bullshit. What's happening? You try to fit in. You know? So the business coupled with that fear of wanting to fit in and not flop. You understand? These little things, there are so many things that add up to 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 create a big thing. They say it's always the small things that add up to be the big things. But like I was saying early on though, it's not that I stopped DJing. I just became more selective. And you have to do that. You have to do that. Like me, I always tell my brethren them use the Rolls Royce mentality. You have to can pay your dues first for use the Rolls Royce mentality. And the Rolls Royce mentality to me is quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. When you are providing quality, a certain standard, you can charge your price. Nobody can tell you, say, you, you know where this or you know where that. But you, when you are performing at a substandard level, when you are performing at a substandard level, then can't tell you any or anything. <laughs> Promoters. And it's so fucked up to that. You ever hear the saying where familiarity breeds contempt? Meaning, it's only when somebody is familiar with you, them can pull certain stunts. Because sometimes it be your own niggas who try fuck you over. I'll give you some examples. We <laughs> can call my brother's name, my little brother, Barry. Yeah, man. I keep one party. This nigga disrespect me so much. And keep one party. I'm going to explain what be by disrespect. And keep one party. Bam. In book of ZJ. You see? First, him link me and say, yo, name how much you tax me. Bam, bam, bam. I say, like, how are you? You know, you have to have discretion with with, with um with, with people who, you know, you have a, a good rapport with. You have to have discretion at times. You know, you know them good feet or, you know, you know they'll return the favor some way, somehow. So, I'm say, how much you charge? Me, I say, yo, you don't know how to pay five figures, but low five figures. You know what I mean? Bam. I find out how much I'm going to pay the ZJ, right? I'm going to pay the ZJ about um, what, 30 something or 40 something, can't remember, but around that line, between 30 to 40. And he say, Yo, how much you charge me? And I say, Yo, friends and family price, you know, because you know, not know that the event was close. I could even walk to the event if I wanted to. You know, it was close from where I live. I say, um, Bam, bam, bam. Yo, give me a 15. 15 me say no and that's cokehead but what I'm a family a friend slash family this nigga I go look for me and say the uh, 10 I'm gonna say who the fuck and him are not the only one we have the mentality you know but just I use him as an example because that's the closest thing I could draw for no you know supposed to be a case where you have to go in and, and tell a nigga say yo you see my laptop that's like 1400 US dollars. See? You see my console? That's like 1500 US dollars. Every good DJ or every DJ walks with at least a quarter million dollar worth of equipment. 
Not to mention the invaluable knowledge when I'm carrying at them head. Music knowledge when I'm having at them head. Skill set when I'm having at them hands. And that's another thing when we need to touch upon about the skill set of DJs and the musical knowledge. But anyways, yeah, it's always the niggas closest to you. I try screw you over. You know what I mean? I say, yo, you pay this BX. I already give your family price and whatnot. And nigga, you want to ball this down? Another story. Somebody have a bridge named Shane. Shane Leslie, big up. Remember, Shane booked me for one party. Me I said, Shane, this are the price. And niggas again want ball down the price. Why? Because of the familiarity. But you know what? Say, all right, we have a rapport. Bam. And sticking up in, DJs, you have to be about your business. You have to be about your business. Are you suffer? You won't make no money out of it. Shane linked me and said, Nemi, come play. Said that high price in ball. I said, all right. Supposed to be three DJs playing. And knowing me, one thing anybody know, me always show up early for me events. Always show up early, check the crowd, feel the vibe. I don't care if I'm not early juggling, little middle juggling or late juggling. I know not prime time hour bullshit, you know what I mean? I try to feel out the event, build the vibe, whatever. I did a play from like um, about 10 o'clock. See? And you know when multiple DJs did they try to split up the rounds. I did a play from about 10 o'clock. It's the next DJ is supposed to take over 11. Nigga not sure. Here's a nigga sick. I say, all right, I'm going to go and juggle the same way because another DJ is supposed to come through. Big DJ. You know? Are they four DJ? I think I'm four. Yeah. Four DJ is supposed to come through. Big name DJ. Him take one another party at town. Zane. Another local DJ is supposed to come through. That nigga don't show. So you know who did it? I juggle steadily from about 10 to about 2 something. Yo, that's no easy feat. And my attribute or, or my attribute um the longevity of how I can play. Me, me, me give all praises to my residencies. I've had like three residencies where Mary to place from about seven stand up on foot I play till about two in the morning. Another form of paying your dues, try to get a residency. And the thing what I like about residencies is that it gives you it give you the, the free range to really experiment with music, test music. You understand? Before you really go up on the buckle buckle field. So if you get one residency, uh, not necessarily a club, but a club is fine, like a food place and you know, or any establishment, that's a good like precursor to, to training for the big stage. But anyways, somebody there juggled from about 10 till about 2, you know, later than 2 because I think it was Grand Market. Uh, maybe up to 4. Me one did it. Party done. My nigga come to me and say, yo, dog, you don't know. I'm look party, man. You know, me I talk, I'm a shit now. I say, nigga, imagine if me they left you, sir. You know, a nigga just save your party. You know what I mean? Straight, non-stop energy. Uh, so, but I remember how the argument come out and say, yo, me I forget a, a thing extra. Or me did say, yo, you don't know you owe me more. You know, because if you did a pay, what, three to four DJs and I me one day and I hold a vibe, of course you're supposed to give me more. To this day, 
She ain't no even look for me out of two eyes them. I wish you could have seen me. I look for she and all now. <laughs> Hope you're freezing at Canada, nigga. <laughs> so, so yeah. They have this. Hold on, I'm turning on the light here. Don't get warm in here. They have this thing where they try to separate a DJ and a selector. I'm still I try to understand it myself. Because for me, I know there's a DJ and there's an MC. Or if you're a DJ that does both, it's just, they just call you a DJ. Selector is more, I guess, dance type than talk more. And, you know, and that's one of the things where I really hate and I really hope it would change. You have parties and you have dance. See? I'm going to break it down how I see it. When you're at a party, it's supposed to be less talking, more juggling. You see? When you're at dance, you don't know it's more based on with dance culture. With dance hall culture, you know you have enough talking. Some of them money don't even give the song a chance to play. You just hear talking. What? It's like <laughs> you don't even get. Then I play with the song them till the end. See, you will get a, a, a verse and, a, and down to the chorus. Sometimes just a verse, not even a chorus. And these niggas talk out more than half of the people and not even get a chance to party. And. You know, me prove it to myself already. The greatest thing is when you have musical knowledge. You don't need for talk none at all. And this come back to putting in the work and developing your skill and paying your dues. DJs. And promoters also need to pick DJs specifically for their event. Or specific to their event. You have some dance, hardcore dance hall DJ. Um, sometimes them falter when you put them in a one party. Then you have some, some party man. Them falter when you put them in a dance hall. But it's a DJ's job to be versatile. Know your music. Know your goddamn music. And I know why some of them chat so much. Them chat wholly because they don't have that musical knowledge. You just a juggle song after song after song after song. So the chatting acts as a filler. At the end of the day, it pre-lazy to me. You dig what I say? It pre-lazy to me. It really pre-lazy to me. You understand what I say? Holy but patrons. Holy but patrons complain about that shit. Holy but them complain about that shit. You know, police are gonna lock off a dance. You know you have curfew, you have certain hours you have to lock off a party. DJs actually are show up late as well. Come on, man. You have to be punctual. People are paying them hard-earned money. So I'm not just blaming upon DJs. It has to do with the promoters as well. Promoters, you need to demand more of your DJs. And DJs, you need to hold yourself to a higher standard. It's a job. If you love what you do, it won't necessarily feel like a job. But remember, people are paying them money. Whether you know them or not, you treat it as a job. You understand what I say? Give them their money's worth. And promoters pay the DJ them what them ask for. Pay them what them ask for. I know you can't go to the supermarket and go cashier and bargain with them. You think you can go 
um what place name la shushan i say name a town uh you think you can go there so you think you can go super plus you think you can go volume you think you can go shopper sphere you think you can go mega mart and reach out the cashier and cashier tell us a hundred dollar fee to say here what boy cashier you know the money you know but are you beg your discount no no nigga no so why i try that shit with we and like me said djs know your worth Promoters pay the DJs. It take two hands for clap. You know. And whatever it is that we're facing in the parties and the dance hall now. The ills that we're facing when it comes to the music side of it. It's on it's on both parties. It's on both parties, you know. The business aspect, the fear of and when I say fear, you know, in a I no fear no DJ still. Come me now and lean by myself when I do my thing and I know I can do my thing. I don't need nobody to tell me. But big up to anybody where ever tell me or that has ever told me that, yo, you're good at what you do, continue doing it. Come know me put in the work and the encouragement goes a long way. A lot of people might not know them, but big up to Ricky Reds and Triple C. Can't forget Team Red Zone. You know what I mean? Can't forget Team Red Zone. Ah, uh, have to big up 300 same time too, yo. Let <laughs> me remember when they have one party at Senti. You know what I mean? Yo, keep your niggas close. Keep your good niggas close. Me say me have one heavy ass console and this nigga left all the way from Clarendon. We take about, yeah, we need to drive them time though. We take about, what, four to five taxi just literally. We take one from Clarendon to, to Manchester, from Manchester to St. Elizabeth and down our party in St. Elizabeth for God event. Four taxi with a heavy ass console. Nigga, we never forget that. Big up yourself, 300. Big up yourself. You know what I mean? Big up yourself to the max. Big up, man. You know. And speaking to the DJs again, whether old or new, it not really matter. When I have to take a chance for myself sometimes, you know. I remember before I grab a talker phone, I used to talk on the talker phone. There used to be this fear. I have this thing about, yo. You know, when you look up or you listen to certain DJs, you ever notice a lot of DJs sound similar? Them put on that, that voice, that, that DJ voice. You know, like how niggas put on the radio voice. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, shit. <laughs> um, so, like to say, we're gonna, you know what I mean? That kind of voice there. You don't necessarily have a sound, so find your own voice. Remember, before I start talking, I only used to juggle and then. I get frustrated because I say, yo, I want to say this when that song you drop. I mean, know it will hold a vibe and I want to do this. But that fear used to hold me back. Say, yo, I just don't like how my voice sound. But it's something where you just have to practice. You have to build up the confidence. Meanwhile, you have to build up your voice. And believe me, the day I conquer, I conquer that right there, so. Holy shit. I chat enough already. I have a whole heap of shit for say. And when they start combining that with the music, Crazy, crazy. So young DJs, upcoming DJs, I know they might have that fear they say on a voice and a sound like a certain man, this and that. I'm say you can't emulate somebody, but find your own voice and find your own style. It might take some time, but put in the work and find it. 
I tell you, say, it's a skill slash an art form. You know, just come so, you know, just, you see, and that I think will really irk me about a nigga where he might download 10 songs and say, yo, you want DJ. Upcoming DJs, find a DJ mentor. Find a DJ mentor. Somebody will know the music. Somebody will in the game. Ask them questions. And niggas will in the game long. Be open to share the information with these upcoming DJs. Keep the art form. Keep the standard. Keep the consistency of music and DJing alive. We have to work together. You know what I mean? Some older niggas, them just shun you. They won't give you no advice. You ask them for your one song. And like you ask them for your dub with them pay for You understand? You ask them for your one song or even tell you the name. Niggas don't want to give you. DJing is a very, I wouldn't say intimate or small community, but quality DJs aren't in abundance. They're not in abundance. So we need to build up each other. You understand what I said? We need to standardize certain things as DJs. If somebody book me, and me say a six grand, if somebody call you and say, yo, how much you charge? I see him six grand for argument's sake. How you go win, win, win that person over is by the quality of your work. So now you have to go in your bag or your, or your mental box and say, hmm, how can I outdo XYZ? It's friendly rivalry. A friendly rivalry. You try upstage each other. Now upstage each other so now I go fight after. Nah. You have to push each other to be great. You have to push each other to be great. You have to know your strong points and you have to know your weaknesses. Maintain your strong points and improve upon your weaknesses. I know my weaknesses as a DJ. But I put in the work. You know, and at that, coming back to promoters, at that, so my promoter then I see, you know, then think it just come down. When you know you put in the work, it's so upsetting when them try undercut your worth or your price. You know how much time, eh? My damn my yard. Speakers are blare. You know, my boxers. You know what I mean? Niggas, when women, women are wearing no clothes on my damn yard. Well, shit, that sound wrong. Cause niggas are supposed to know, but <laughs> don't give a fuck. But they are juggling us on heat. All when I turn on the fan, I burn up. Throw me a whole of vibe and just a juggle me in hours, pant up hours. Every DJ know one of the hardest things to do a sort. You create, you get hundreds of thousands of songs for start, for, for sort. Especially when you just a start your library. Me mama, what hard so? Me ras. <laughs> Yo, and it gets so aggravating at times. You have to take a brain, you rename song, you put in a disc folder, you try to find out which year this music do. Yeah, let me tell you why they helped me to become so good. Them say you have to visualize. More time you have to visualize. You have to tell yourself certain things. You ever talk to some people and you say them in a denial about, about certain things that are so obvious? You know, some people might have this family member where a criminal or a rapist or whatever, and they must say, no, no, and them no say them a criminal or rapist. You have convinced yourself that they are not so you see that same conviction the way you have use it for convict or convince yourself into greatness or of greatness i'm gonna say that for say this 
you know how me get for shell enough party when me dey home me just imagine one crowd in front of me more time me go in front of me mirror and me did a chat and make me speech and me imagine say me a juggle and sometimes me do it real time too and me just imagine the crowd you know what I mean? Like me a whole a vibe. I'm not lie. That visualization mixed with that practice, mixed with that cr- mental creativity of putting songs together, that helped me a lot. That really helped me a lot. <laughs> Yo, even just just listening to what me I say right now, it made me know say I will forever have love for music. I lost the passion for DJing, but not a hundred percent. Cause the other night me there one party and my brother, one of the person in the industry, big up to Ice, ZJ Ice, you don't know, love brother. My one out of the many way I always show me love and respect, you know what I mean? But you see, you see my brother Ali Patch. Ali Patch, big up yourself anyway, the brother. What with that one party I will have vibe on. <laughs> I did that and I said, yo, you know what I need to come back in the streets. I just say it to myself, you know, because more time you're there, party, I will have vibe on you. I say, yo, this nigga not a juggle for shit. Yo, well, should I mix that song the right there? So, you know, you can't tell nobody what to do, but you know, you're in your zone and you're not even a player. And I saw, I catch a vibe and coincidentally, Patch come. Yo, every time Patch see me, Patch say, yo, Nemi. Warm to you. You better than enough of them when they're out here right, you know. Come back in our streets, brother. Come back in our streets. I'm not like we're in 2020 now. I really consider latter 2020, early 2021 for jump back in it. Yo, music coming like herpes. <laughs> like the bad case of herpes where you just can't get out of you. That's what music is for me. Every aspect of music, whether DJing, production, writing, you know, music alike, we're, we're, you know, we're African, music our heartbeat. You understand what I say? Our heartbeat. You know, but before I forget, I just want to big up every hard-working DJ out there. It's not an easy job. A lot of people, you know, it I get respect now, and it's it's... It's a career now, or it can be for people who put in the work. Before it wasn't really looked upon as as anything like oh you look upon, let's say a doctor, what and that's society's a society's problem. You know what I mean? But more I'm big up all of the hardworking DJ. Most one big up any hardworking person where I put in the work. If you want DJ out there really are putting the work, beat your fucking chest. You want nurse out there where I work hours on your foot, I work hard to make your money, beat your fucking chest. You want garbage man out there, beat your fucking chest. You know what I mean? You do your honest labor. If you sweep a classroom, you wash people dirty clothes, beat your chest. For you know you are putting in the work, you give it your all, and it's an honest job. Beat your fucking chest. I can't beat my chest card, I have no shirt. <laughs> we know how that go. But you just have to big up every hardworking person because I just look upon it how certain jobs are, are, are frowned upon. And it's so funny that those jobs are like the foundation or cornerstone of society. Just like the sound man. 
and the DJ at a corner stone at any party. Cause you don't need no fancy decor, no liquor. Even though liquor give you a vibe, you know what I mean? But you don't need none of that once you have music a play. And somebody a play the music. You understand what I say? Cornerstone Foundation. I wonder if I touch by anything. I mean everything. Hmm. Bam, bam, bam. Just there, I got through some notes right now. As I got through some notes. Hopefully, I really answer the question. You know, my problem is me always just a segue into <laughs> into other things. So, me really have to take notes and I make points as to what me really want to say. You know, I always do that. Bam, bam. Yeah, I think me. Yeah, I think me really touch upon everything. Uh, so yeah, this is as real as it gets. You don't know. This is me, DJ Nemi. Look out for the episodes. Please subscribe to my podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Locked Up Sage. Um, I'll send up. You can find me on Instagram as DJ Nemi. Um, I will post all all podcast uh, links so you can find these episodes. And um, yeah, there just a uh, drink me inspiration. Hold well, on, I'm drink some more of this magnum, yeah. When I join a dry throat movement and dry throat that kill me, I know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Yeah. Please remember, um, I have a number I'm going to get and give it out to you people. Not my personal number. Just. Alright, so I might move. I'm not even say. Yeah, I'm going to get a number uh, for put out. So if you have any topics in mind, anything where you want me talk about please remember when i send you the links and you go check out the podcast please subscribe listen like share leave a review and hit me up with some comments or some feedback as to how you think the episode was how you think what you think about the podcast how you think i can improve because like i said this is not necessarily for me alone this is all our way right and i think in closing promoters respect the djs djs give the promoters something to respect practice your craft be good at your craft it's a skill it's an invaluable skill believe it or not what's a world without without music or without somebody to play music big up to the producers them same way so big up all soundmen, all DJs, all producers, all music executives. Big up. Big up, big up, big up. Love and respect. You don't know. I think that's it. I'm out. You dig? <laughs>